You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 23. I know you'll be blown away by my next guest. Rachel's story is full of inspiration, strength, and great advice. Although she's new to her art, she's already making an impact in both her clients' lives and in those that get to hear her story. You'll have to visit the show notes to take a look at her amazing work. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm super excited to find out more about your artwork. I first ran across your work on Facebook and I fell in love with the long table. It looks like you captured the edge of the ocean. Can you tell us about your art and how you discovered this amazing talent? I would say less discovered and more kind of hit on the head because that's exactly what happened. I was not artistic at all. I, other than like playing instruments, I didn't do much, but I got hit on the head with some firewood. Oh no. And got a concussion on my left temporal lobe. And ever since that happened, I've just been obsessed with painting and with creating. And the left temporal regulates emotion. And at the time, my emotions were just crazy. (laughs) My poor husband was just like going from just one ride to the other. Yeah, I just had all these emotions. I didn't know what to deal with them. And so I just put them into art. And the ocean is perfect for that. It contains all of those things. It's calm, it's peaceful, but it's also really, really dangerous at times and stormy and dark. And so it it captures all of that. And I love it. Oh, wow. It's amazing that you discovered a new passion after your concussion. How long have you been creating this type of artwork? And could you explain it for the listeners that haven't seen it yet? Yeah, absolutely. I started with acrylics about a year ago. I found some acrylics in the garbage, actually. We were really poor at the time. And I started with that. And then I like worked my way up into the resin. And the resin is an amazing medium that is clear, but you can add different pigments to it, transparent or opaque mica pigments to make them shine. And you just pour in layers. And it's just layer after layer of placing the pigments in the right place to create the effect of the ocean. So it's been quite a journey and to figure that out. I take live edge wood and I go from the rough cut lumber to the final product. I love to put lots of color in them. Really dynamic oceans on this wood. That sounds like a lengthy process. The piece that I fell in love with has so much dimension. It really does look like the ocean washed up and you captured it there. If someone sends you a picture of the ocean from their favorite place, could you recreate the same blues or are there limitations to that? I can color match any blue. I custom mix all of my colors. I get a lot of requests from uh, makers of like, what what exact pigment do you use to make this? And I'm like, I use uh, golden paints and just mix them together and create the custom blend that the customer wants. So yeah, I've definitely had people send me pictures of like exact locations to kind of mimic. I love doing that, especially looking and studying the specific body of water. It's mind blowing the amount of detail that you can see in these pieces. It really makes them realistic. Are you using an epoxy or resin? It's a epoxy resin. So you have this resin, which is technically uh, polyester, and you mix it with a reactive hardener and the chemical reaction happens and 
you know, it turns into this very, very durable surface. And the mm -hmm. resin that I use is actually originally made for boat repair. It's literally made to weather the strongest storms. So it's beautiful, but it's also very durable for the home. So. Oh, got it. Yeah, that's so cool. I saw you had coasters and other pieces in your shop. Could you tell us about those? Yeah, people love the coasters. I I don't know if I would say that I love making them. <laughs> there, uh, it's a lot of taping. Uh, you got to tape all the edges. But I do, I do love making those little mini worlds right there to try mm -hmm. to capture it in as small as possible. I think the smallest ocean I've made was an inch. Someone wanted a tiny little badge reel. Oh, wow. <laughs> a nurse wanted a badge reel. And I was like, I can, yeah, I can do that. Those are well, definitely, those are a little bit more challenging the smaller you get. I can imagine. Well, with that in mind, what is your favorite part of creating these pieces? It seems like they're very time intensive. Resin artists that do these ocean uh, tables or these ocean scenes do them all differently. I like to start with an underpainting um, because I think that it gives it a lot more depth and detail. That's honestly my favorite part because you get to see like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an ocean. You know, it's no longer just a piece of wood it's starting the transformation and it's still in the rough but I just there's so much potential and so much excitement at that point and then of course when it's finished and I'm done working on it that's like also my favorite part <laughs> oh for sure to be able to step back and see the whole piece finished must be so gratifying what other projects are you working on? I'm currently working on a countertop. Someone wanted a kitchen countertop, so oh, it's wow. going to be stunning. A huge slab of chestnut, um, very heavy. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, so pretty much if you message me and you have an idea, you have the spark of an idea. I like to think of like the beginning of creation is just like our minds creating a all this mess. Just yeah. message me and we'll figure it out, you know? Yes, that's perfect. A piece feels more personal when you're able to work with the artist to get that vision across. I love that you do that. Going back to when you started, you mentioned that you didn't see yourself as an artist. Did you ever feel a desire to be artistic? I was a musician. I was a singer or songwriter. I, I guess I I just didn't view myself as like a professional artist. You know, like right. I played shows in bars and, you know, gigs around town and getting like getting paid, but it wasn't was never anything super serious. So the idea of like starting a business and having someone pay me money for like something that I created was was baffling. <laughs> right, right. No, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. So did you ever see yourself owning your own business? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I'm the worst salesperson ever. Like you put me in retail, awful. <laughs> um, so I never thought I would be owning a business and like having products to sell. But, you know, it just started because people wanted to buy it. And that was such a crazy revelation. <laughs> How did your business get started? Did you just make a couple of pieces and found that people had interest in them? Yeah, I started painting and someone offered me like $150 for a painting. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, really? Because <laughs> like, I just did this in my living room, like on the floor. <laughs> And that's kind of where it started. And I was just like, all right, got to buy more supplies and see where this goes. Yeah. Um, and it just kept growing. So did you ever have any formal painting classes? 
No, uh, unless you count middle school, middle school art. Right. <laughs> I think we all had those. Uh, that was, yeah, no, no art classes other than than that. I think a lot of times as artists, we're concerned that someone's going to call us out and ask if we have any formal training. The truth is that I've never asked any artist if they have a degree before I bought something from them. It's funny that we would then struggle with that same thing ourselves. The fact that someone offered you that kind of money says a lot about your artwork. It's a it's an interesting part of all of my life. It's been hard to like recognize like the things I do, but mm-hmm. it's something I've worked on. Yeah, I think a lot of artists feel that way. But you're really just sharing your talent with the world. The part about putting your art out there, it's just a matter of getting over how permanent a piece is. But that's also a good thing. You're definitely talented in this area. Yeah, I think it. I think the the issue is like you know you make it and mm-hmm. like the person is gonna look at it all the time, and right. that's so intimidating. Right, right. <laughs> um, but also that's my favorite part about this because people message me and are like, you know, this brings me such peace every day that I look at it. Or people will get um, custom pieces made for people that have passed that love the ocean you know like they they say they just go close to them when they look at it you know like that's like the truly wonderful things that come out of this are you ready to start your online website but not sure who should host it let me tell you who i recommend to absolutely everyone i love siteground as someone who is not very techie and has many questions i've come to appreciate their award-winning support team they are top-notch and available 24 7 They've answered every question that I've had within minutes. Getting your site up and running will be a breeze. Click my link in the show notes and start your online journey today. Now back to the show. Wow, that is so touching and must make it so rewarding for you. Do you sell anywhere else apart from Etsy? You know, I'd always kind of idolized Etsy as a kid. Ooh, that's where the artists will sell their work. (laughs) Um, I love that you admire the platform and now you're selling on it. What has been the biggest struggle that you've had to overcome with your business? I'd say balance, most definitely. When you start a business, like you have all of these ideas, all of them, and they're all rushing to you all at once. It's like this huge rush and you want to be a superhuman and do it all. Balance is such key to this. I think that's the biggest struggle I learned starting this business because it was something that I could work with with my disability and that just it gave me such life, you know, it gave me such passion to be able to feel that purpose again, and to be able to contribute and take care of medical costs. Yes, I can completely relate. When you start creating, it's hard to put a cap on that at the end of the day. And if your sales are contributing financially, then it really does become addictive. Do you have anyone helping you? Um, I do not. I do it by myself. It can be overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I have to make sure that I space out my orders. My husband does help me lift heavy wood at times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can imagine. <laughs> so I will say that, yeah, I do have him helping me lift the heavy thing. And for when he's not around, I just get really inventive. <laughs> <laughs> when I was going through your Etsy page, I noticed that you had a few paintings listed. Is that something that you continue to work on as well? 
I do. Figure paintings, they've been a passion of mine. There's a lot of fear to be seen in today's society. And so, yeah, I do have a couple of figure paintings up for sale. Someone asked for uh, the C-section scar. Okay. She wanted a woman's figure with the C-section scar to mm-hmm. match her own. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, that is really sweet. And you're right. In our society, we strive for perfection. I love that she wanted to highlight a scar, especially a C-section scar. Someone might see it as a flaw, but really it's a sign of life. You seem to have so much experience in both painting and epoxy, but they're both pretty new to you, right? So started with the painting, then moved into working with epoxy mm-hmm. um, about a year ago. So a year and like two months. <laughs> so it's been a wild year. It's a difficult medium to learn and work with, but it's definitely worth it. I tried working with epoxy once. I wanted to create a pendant from a pressed flower that I had saved from our trip to Big Sur. And honestly, it just turned out to be a big mess. I spilled the epoxy so then my measurements were all off and I basically ended up with a big rubber stamp (laughs) instead of a pendant. Yes. So I use a scale, um, like a a food scale, like a kitchen scale to measure it out exactly because (laughs) otherwise there are just so many ways for it to go wrong. Um, That was definitely definitely an error I made in the beginning. I was like, I can just eyeball it. You know, I (laughs) I can make this work and you know, it doesn't work like that uh, chemistry yeah. is is a fickle friend <laughs> right true <laughs> have you ever made a time-lapse video of your process I have I did it was it's a lot of work so I have done it twice and it's on my Instagram page actually you have to scroll a little bit back but not too far but it was a spalted sycamore piece that I started from the beginning with a planing it down and um, all with all the layers up to its finish I would love to see that yeah although you're just getting started Have you looked into selling on other platforms? You know, I'm just taking it one step at a time. I'm a baby business. I'm trying not to push myself too hard, you know, not to get too overwhelmed. And honestly, with Etsy, I'm pulling in a decent number of orders. So I'm not exactly motivated to go to another platform. That's great. I love that Etsy has a big audience. I feel like I have to do very little for my pieces to be seen. They have such a big following that it makes selling there super easy. Yeah, I think that there is like an inherent trust with it. You know, people just know that it's it's safe and that if they don't like their product that they feel like safe in returning that or reaching out right so that's really awesome there's a comfort level there that really makes it easy for buyers to shop so moving over to the business part what advice would you have for someone wanting to start a small business Ah, yes. Number one thing, when you're starting out, it is difficult to gain friction and your art can be amazing. You know, you need to remember that you're doing this because you love your craft. You should do your craft to your standard. And if you're happy with it, that should be the final line. You know, you shouldn't let the outside perspective affect you with it. So that's, that's definitely number one. Number two, I'd say definitely the balance thing. It's so important. You know, I can't get over it. Maintaining that balance will make sure that you get, you don't get burnout, that you can thrive and not just survive, you know? Right. Um, It's a big difference and it's important. And I've definitely made my mistakes with it. So I'm speaking from a humble place (laughs) with this. (laughs) Well, 
with that in mind, what does your schedule look like? Have you carved out um, a certain time when you choose to create so that it doesn't run into the rest of the day? I don't really like have a set time that I start working, but I have like a set of tasks that I need to accomplish in my day, things that need to get done and priorities that need to be met, whether it's spending time with my husband, feeding our ducks and chickens <laughs> or um, <laughs> taking care of our dog, working my hours around that, but always making sure that those priorities are met every single day because, okay. you know, life is life and you're not always going to be able to say, hey, I work from nine to two every day. As a small business owner, you're probably doing something else as well. You need to be flexible, but making sure that those priorities are met always. Wow, that is great advice. Being flexible is definitely a big perk in owning your own business. I also agree with having those non-negotiables that you need to do every day. Heaven knows it's easy to get straight to your orders and forget to do all the other things that you're supposed to do that day. What would you say has influenced you the most in your journey? I definitely say that trauma in my life has influenced me the most because it's been like so widespread across my life it's taught me so many things you know with all of that you have to channel a lot of emotion and art has just been such a therapeutic place for that I can express and give my whole heart into the ocean but I never have to say a word you know people like see these oceans and like oh they're so pretty I give it all you know <laughs> I give the bad and the good into into my work but that's what makes the ocean beautiful the fierceness and you know the peace did you always have a love for the ocean I like I had a love for the ocean but I had seen a video mm -hmm. online of someone uh, using uh, acrylic paints and like air just to create waves. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I was like, wow, this is for me. I cannot wait to put the show notes together and give everybody a peek at your artwork. It's truly amazing and can't be described with words. So where can we find your work? You can find me on Instagram at Chessie Goes Wild Art and uh, the same on Etsy. Great. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, I really appreciate you reaching out. Well, there you have it, my friend, another amazing artist creating income from her skills. I love that Rachel discovered her talent after going through a difficult time. Her concussion and resulting disability led her to discover her talent in epoxy art and painting. I was most impressed with Rachel's transparency and her amazing ability to develop strength from trauma. In life, we have the choice to take our challenges and turn them into stepping stones. We all love these types of stories. So when faced with a difficult situation, let's remember to be the hero that prevails. I'm so happy that you were able to hear this story today. I love bringing you these stories and sharing the wisdom in both life and business. I look forward to sharing another month of talented artists with you. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job 